Ephesians 6 and verse 18 from. And Tim was asking what um, the study is on tonight. And I said prayer again. <laughs> he remembered. So that's good. You're listening. And uh, this verse is a very full verse of a lot of things it has to say to us. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that in this I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the apostles' words here. Though he had uh, many gifts and abilities and opportunities and open doors, he still knew, as we do, that he needed people to pray and that we need to pray for each other and we need to pray for others out on the field and for each other in the fellowship, Lord. In, in we need to pray for our families, Lord. There's so much we need to bring before you that we haven't time to pray for all the things that come to mind. Lord, bless this time together as we consider that there is power in prayer and you do hear, you will answer according to your will. And we ask and pray and give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've got the little sheet for the outline, we've looked at describing the enemy in all the armament that we have and then defeating the enemy is verse 18 to 20 that we just read. Warring the three realms of prayer. Then we looked at the three realities of prayer as warring and then watching. We have the three regularities of prayer. And that's the last half of verse 18 that we look at tonight. The three regularities in prayer. The prudence that's needed in prayer. Now we haven't got the full outline as we um, come tonight, but this is, this is something that's not written down there. The, the prudence in prayer. Uh, <clears throat> what does it mean to be prudent? Prudent. Careful. Careful. <clears throat> Any other descriptive words for prudent? Observant. Observant, did I hear? Observant. Conservative. Conservative? <laughs> no, <yeah>. sorry. <laughs> it's air conditioner, I'll blame that. <laughs> Okay, in prayer. And so, <clears throat> prudent. If you're prudent with your money, what are you? Tight. <laughs> Tight, okay. Careful. You're a Scotsman? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a Dutchman. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> prudence in prayer. And prudence is needed in prayer. In other words, don't waste your time in prayer in what you pray for or I suppose you can't really say is wasting time praying for something anything but um, <clears throat> we need to use our time prudently as we pray the Greek word that's given in the middle of verse 18 and watching thereunto is the word a group no translated watching 
And you know what it literally means? I'll give you a few guesses what a group no means. We probably all do it at some time, or some of us do it a lot of the time. Nobody has any idea? Say? No? Well, it means lying sleepless. That's what watching means. A group no, lying sleepless. Um, interesting thought when it's tied with prayer. Many of us know firsthand what, what that's like in life, don't we? The Lord used the same word when he spoke of his coming again. In Mark chapter 13, 33, it reads, Take ye heed, watch a group no, lie sleepless and pray. <clears throat> Can you sleep and pray? No, you'll sleep. <laughs> but if you lie sleepless, you can pray. And um, it finishes in that, watch and pray for you know not when the time is. In the discourse of the end times, Jesus said in Luke 21, 36, watch a group know, lie sleepless, ye therefore, and pray always. And it's tied with prayer. Again there, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all those things that shall come to pass. And I think, you know, it's not through works that we escape the trouble to come in the world, the tribulation. Uh, but it is <clears throat> through prayer that we'll, we'll be alivened in our spiritual life. It's also used in Hebrews thirteen seventeen to describe the work of an elder. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they... <laughs> what do they do? You, what's the word? What's, what are we trying to? What's the word mean? Lie, sleepless. Those who rule over you lie sleepless for your souls, as they that must give an account. Maybe some you, you're caring for somebody, or you're overseeing someone, or you're worried about somebody, somebody that's a, a fellow Christian. Do you ever lie sleepless? Concern for them and pray for them. That's the idea that's given here in this. And the elders do that. And so we, we are to lie sleepless watching and praying. Watching sights the enemy and praying fights the enemy. And spiritual warfare is a serious business. The enemy is real. The devil's real. Spiritual warfare is serious. And this is what it's tied with. This request to Paul to for us to, or for they, them at that day to pray for him in his battles. It's a serious business. He's really out and he's about more, I think, today than he has ever been. He knows his time is shorter than it's ever been. He wants to destroy our testimonies, hinder the work of God, and we often take the battle too lightly. Now, tying all this together, when you think of that word, watching, Lying sleepless. <clears throat> Who's had a sleepless night lately? <laughs> I thought we all would. <laughs> okay, who takes a sleeping tablet to get there? Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't. Someone said I should try one once. I tried one once and stayed awake all night. So I thought, 
they have the reverse effect on me. I'm not taking them any more. <laughs> but <clears throat> so, if we've had a sleepless night, what should we do according to this? Lie sleepless, praying. Use the time wisely. Do well to have some sleepless nights over the state of our country. We do well to have some sleepless night over the condition of our families at times. We would do well to have some sleepless nights over the condition of fellowship in the church. There's so many things that we could lie sleepless about and be praying as we lie sleepless. <clears throat> You've heard of churches that have um, a constant prayer thing, so a special occasion where they might pray right through the day and night, day and night, and so they get people just to sign up, I'll do that hour, and someone else does another hour, and um, some that lie sleepless take the, <laughs> the, the graveyard shift. <laughs> That's from midnight around to eight in the morning. Well, probably a bit earlier than that. You call that if you work that shift. It's a graveyard shift, and it is if you've, the next day it feels like a graveyard. graveyard. Um, <clears throat> talking to two pastors from up north just lately, and I mentioned one of them last week, but they, they were talking about this word watching in prayer, watching, and they said it, it has to do with prayer, lying sleepless, praying, and there's... Uh, a lot of pastors, elders, as it's given there in Hebrews 13 and verse 17, watching unto prayer for their flocks, for their families, for their friends, for their own spiritual needs. If you can't get to sleep, what better thing to do than to pray? And if the devil doesn't like it, he'll try to get you to sleep real quick because he, he knows that when the Christian gets to pray, that puts God to action. And the power of God is present in our lives when we pray. And he, he does things that are undescribable. Humans, it's, it's, not, it's not a human thing that's, hap that's made it happen. So prudence in prayer. Don't waste your time when you lie sleepless doing other things other than praying and maybe reading the word, maybe praying through the word, through a psalm, something of that nature. So we would do well to have some sleepless nights concerning some things. And I'm not going to pray to the Lord that he wakes you up in the middle of the night or after that somewhere for a few hours <laughs> so that you pray. But I pray that you do pray sometimes and use the time wisely. The perseverance in prayer is the next part of that verse in verse and watching thereunto with all perseverance. Perseverance in prayer. <clears throat> We're to persevere in our watching. We give up too soon. Satan never gives up. He's tireless. He's always about to fight the Christian. He's persistent. He's resourceful. He's cunning. He's wily. He's, he's had years, thousands, millennia to practice up on <clears throat> believing people to cause them to sway away from their testimony. And he wants to hold off his doom as long as possible. My prayer is to the Lord, bring it on <laughs> and don't delay. As you look around the world today, don't delay because this, the longer he delays, the more the devil does his bit. But God knows, doesn't he, this day and the hour. <clears throat> so when God sends sleepless nights, let us pray. 
Let us seize insomnia as a gift of the Lord so that we do it with all, pray with all perseverance and supplication for all saints as is given here. And so we can turn the quiet night hours into golden moments to have God act on our behalf to bring about his purposes in our lives and the lives of people we pray for. The missionaries alone and all the prayer requests that they have, so many of them. And um, we just got a, a prayer request, prayer, a three or four page letter from the Mackays last week and got another one this week because of some things that are happening there, some urgent prayer. I just thought, why? Well, why is he sending one so quickly? It must be something. And there is some urgent needs for two people there, <coughs> Christian people up there. So God give us power to pray and perseverance. Luke 18, perseverance. <coughs> Luke 18. I mentioned this lady last week. But we read it here tonight. And, and in verse 1, he spoke a parable unto them to this end. The men all ought always to pray, perseverance in prayer, and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded men. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him and saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, <clears throat> lest by her continual coming she weary me. Not a good reason to, <laughs> to do what she's asking, but nonetheless he did. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry when? Day and night unto him, though he, he, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. <clears throat> Interesting, that little thing is at the end of that. Shall he find faith. But <clears throat> here, I will avenge her. Let, let's weary the Lord with our so coming to him in persevering prayer. And the Lord will say, I need to answer this, my son's prayer or daughter's prayer, because they mean it. They've been constantly at it. And some people prayed for years for other people's salvation. Don't give up. Persevere in prayer. And the third one in watching in prayer is the, <clears throat> the last part of verse 18. Oh, Ephesians 6. With all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The petition petitioning in our prayers supplication for all saints how many times should we come to the Lord with our petitions and prayers for other people all the time for, and for all saints and until he says yes no or wait <clears throat> pray constantly and I just went through and grabbed a few of the things that are mentioned in scripture that we should pray for Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13 to start with. And this is, we quoted verse 17 before. But we go to verse 18 as well. Hebrews 13. Verse 
Verse 17 and 18, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch, lie sleepless for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that's unprofitable for you. Pray for us. Then, and for we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. And so here he's talking about us, the rulers in the church. Pray for us. Pray for us. As the leaders will pray for you, you pray for them. And folks, you know when you start preaching if people have prayed or not. You know the presence of the Lord there. You need to pray for Christian leaders. And it's also mentioned 2 Thessalonians 3, 1, 1 Thessalonians 5.25 about praying for leaders. Pray for those that are in government. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2. <clears throat> I exhort therefore, this is praying for all men, supplicating for all men. They don't pray for themselves. They're unsaved people, most of them. Uh, I, I heard Parliament open the other day and they, they said the Lord's Prayer. They put the emphasis in the right syllables and things like that. They stopped where the commas were. And, well, I wonder how many of them really liked that being said. <laughs> but at least they'd know it. <clears throat> I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving and thanks be made for all men, for kings, he narrows it down, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And maybe a lot of countries don't have um, quietness and peaceable lives because they haven't prayed for or not praying to God for the leaders of the country. You know, they, the, the, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. <laughs> and he persuadeth him whithersoever. Look, look at Cyrus and, and those, uh, Nebuchadnezzar and, and other kings in the Old Testament whose hearts were pers persuaded by God by prayer. They, they made decisions. You say, Where did that come from? Out of the blue, <laughs> that he respected the people of God for some reason, or sent them back to Jerusalem, 50,000 of them, and with all the chattels that they'd stole from the temple, they sent them back with them, all that gold. Take it back, I don't want it. <laughs> Who moved the king's heart? God did. Maybe it was the answer to Daniel's prayer that that happened. Pray for government leaders, and we get the government we deserve, we say. Maybe we get the government we haven't prayed for. If we prayed for the government, we might get a, a government that would would punish evildoers and reward those that do good. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, just down the road a bit there. <clears throat> Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Pray that all men might be saved. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Um, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, call upon me. Uh, the verses come to mind. Pray that all men will be saved. We know that all men won't, but we don't know who they all are. So let's pray and preach to all. Let's pray as Matthew 9 and verses 3 through 6 and following talk about. This is Matthew chapter 9. Supplicating, supplicating. Thirty-six. 
sorry, not 3 and 6, Matthew 9, 36. And when he saw the multitude, he's moved with compassion on them because they were faint and scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is planters, but the labourers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth labourers into his harvest. Pray for labourers for the harvest. That just us. <clears throat> Sometimes we say, oh, that's the preacher. No, <laughs> that's all of us. Pray for labourers to go in the harvest. Pray for people to go out and sow the seed of the good word of God to an unregenerate and unresponsive world. Sow the seed. Amazed at the farmers, they sow the seed, they have a drought and get very little. What do they do next year? They sow the seed. <laughs> and some of them have been doing this for five years and got nothing back. What do you think they'll do this year again? Sow the seed. It's not our business. You know, I, I feel for them farmers because they've probably gone broke doing what they've done. But we haven't as Christians. We need to keep sowing the seed whether the harvest comes or not. That's God's business. What do you say? Apollos watered. No, somebody sowed. I've sowed. Apollos watered. And God gave the increase. God gave the increase. I think there's going to be a great harvest one day soon. It's probably not while the church is here. That's when people realise what's really happened. And um, the catastrophes that come. What we're seeing around here in Australia is very little. You know, see that see that cycling coming straight for us? It's going to bounce off and go away, they say. <laughs> but, you know, anything could happen these days the way things are. But it's sort of... God's saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm on the throne in heaven. Knock, knock. You're awake. But then it'll increase when Christians disappear to a ter torrent of terrible things that the world is not in a not ready to receive. They won't be able to do what they're doing now to try to stop and stem and, and help and the, yes, the, the, the people that go out and fix everything. Who are they called? The, with a yellow SES, yeah. Yeah, State Emergency Service. It, they, they won't be able to keep up. Everything will be in turmoil. All men need to be saved. Let's pray that the labourers, we would go out there and not be dissuaded by that. Um, <clears throat> there's another one we won't turn to. It. Our time's run out. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray. And I saw this little sign in the, in the, um, in the garden tomb area. It had a little, little peg and it was on about that. And pray for the peace of Jerusalem. <laughs> That's what it had here there. there. <clears throat> pray for the... Yep. When Jerusalem is at peace, the world will be at peace. When Jerusalem is under siege or there's fights going on and there's tension... The world will be that way. And I don't think the peace will come in our lifetime. A false peace will, but the peace in the millennium. It'll be wonderful. <clears throat> and the world will have peace. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for those who use and abuse you. We just in Matthew chapter five, verse forty-four. Five forty-four reads. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them who curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. They're around. <clears throat> Don't worry about that. Those that will despitefully use you as a Christian, 
they know you're soft-hearted and they will try to use emotion to get what they want out of you and despitefully use you and don't care and won't pay it back. Um, <clears throat> pray for missionaries on the field too. When Paul and Silas, the first missionaries, no, Paul and Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas left from Antioch on their first missionary journey of the first church there to send out missionaries, that church prayed for them. They couldn't ring home, they couldn't email, <laughs> they just went. And they might have heard word now and then from travellers that had met them on the way somewhere back at Antioch. Oh, I met them way up in Ephesus, you know. They're still going, got a few stripes laid on them. They've been in a shipwreck, or you know, you thought, oh, what's been going But they prayed. God knew he could see all was going on. It wouldn't have been a wonderful time when they came back to report to the church at Antioch. Now they heard snippets of information, but then they got the folks come home that they'd prayed for. And it's wonderful to have missionaries come through and hear the answers to prayer that we prayed for on the field. We've got a lot of supplication we can do, so... If you, if you wake up tonight, if God wakes you up tonight, <laughs> pray. Pray and petition the Lord for others in supplication.